Hello and welcome to another episode of the Five at the Back Soccer Podcast. I am Charles here with Kyle, Christian, Eric, and Jen will be with us shortly. She's uh, she's out getting some supplies. And that's that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to go any further than that. She's getting some supplies. All right. So uh, kind of a busy week uh, in, in, in the soccer world. Um, some things we're going to touch on. Uh, we, we had a, a cup final this past week. Uh, we had some... Some interesting matches that occurred, uh, and then maybe maybe even the sale of one of the one of the bigger clubs in here in the in the Premier League to touch on. So all big things we're going to talk chat about this week. But first off, somehow, some way, two of our pod members decided they actually wanted to hang out and watch a game together, <laughs> and they did it, blowing everyone's mind. They actually showed up. <laughs> Unbelievable. Kyle and Eric watched the League Cup final together. How'd it go, boys? Uh, it went well. Uh, it got off to a bit of a rocky start. Uh, I got there first, and I asked the the waiter, hey, are you, do you guys have ESPN Plus? And his facial expression told me he had no idea what I was asking about. Um, so when Eric did got he, there, did I... Did he offer uh, mozzarella sticks just in case? No. You know, he did ask me if I wanted a beverage, and I ordered a beer because I had to... Uh, kill some time before I killed Eric. Um, <laughs> and then Eric got there and I told him what was going on, but we eventually got the game on, um, had to just ask for the game title instead of asking for a specific channel. And, uh, we spent two and a half glorious hours in the Miller's ale house in Boynton beach, Florida, which if you don't know, is the geriatric capital of the world. So it was a good time. Um, I don't I typically watch wasn't games that bad. With people. Yeah, well. So. But it was nice to it was nice to get back down to my old uh, my old stomping grounds. I'm I'm a little bit uh, slightly north of that, so I made the trip down and I was excited to hang out with my man Kyle. Um, hang out with anybody but the pot. I got Christian under uh, under my belt. I met him twice. We're really excited about that, and a great time was had by by all with that. And when I got a chance to meet Kyle, I'm like, you know, I DM'd him and I said, Kyle, I want to meet for the final. And now we both made you guys sure. And so we kind of ironed out some details and I had actually called the Ale house the day before I, and I, the manager, I guess, or supposed manager picked up and I said, Hey, uh, you're going to get the, uh, the league cup final between che- uh, Chelsea and Liverpool and ESPN plus. Oh yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have it. We're going to have it. We're going to have it. So Kyle, like he said, he said, he gets there first. He's been texting me. Hey, I got a, uh, I got a high top. I, you know, I, I'm here first. I'm going to just walk in that kind of thing. So I'm like, all right, I'm five minutes away. I hope you're not mad. I'm running late. You know, um, gas was uh, long at the station. So I finally get there and he texted me kind of like he alluded to earlier uh, in his intro. Uh, I get in the parking space. He texts me, FYI, this bar doesn't have ESPN plus. I'm like, Oh, son of a bitch. It's like, seriously. So I walk in and I look all mad and I feel bad. Cause one thing about Kyle, he's such a nice guy and he, you could tell he's upset, but he's tries, tries not to be upset about it. And I'm like, Kyle, I, on my life, I swear, I called on Thursday and the lady said she'd have it. I don't know what to tell you. I'm so, so we started making, you know, Britain, uh, breaking a uh, case of emergency plans, you know, some triage type plans to go somewhere else. And, and we were looking at a bar down the, down the street. And I guess they, they finally got the match on, I guess, on a pay-per-view basis. I said somehow that, or I guess somehow they got it on, but it was great. We ordered some uh, great food, had some great conversation and uh, had a couple drinks. And it was pretty cool because uh, we kind of had a bar to ourselves for the most part. No, no, not many people were there. Not many people were there for the match, but there was a, there was a guy uh, that came in late, like late in the um, extra time and then the penalty uh, kicks with his family. And I was always raised not to judge people by the 
look of how they were, but he didn't look like a football fan, like a, a you know soccer fan. But they started asking questions. Hey, is that Chelsea and Liverpool? Is this penalty kicks? Who goes next? He's like kind of getting into it. I don't know if Kyle remembers. I thought it was kind of cool. He was getting, we were kind of talking to him. And But to wrap it up, yeah, a good time was had by all. And if he wants to, I think there'll be a second date. So there you go. It was a joke. But Eric, no, Eric's, Eric's collecting meeting the pod members like Infinity Stones. <laughs> <laughs> Two down, three to go. <clears throat> I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be the time stone. <laughs> oh god but father yeah, time more like <laughs> so my but hair yeah, would tell a, you that wouldn't it it was, it was, a, it was a great time it's funny because eric's right so when we got there because the match kicked off at 11 30 right so like we were legit the only ones in the restaurant outside of like two people that were at the bar outside just time went on to start the day and by the time we left like there was the restaurant was filled and people were actually like paying attention because at that point you know the penalty kicks i think were like five five six six you know people started paying attention they were like Mm -hmm. oh man are the goalkeepers gonna have to kick and when we told them yes you would have thought we showed them like the ark of the covenant from indiana jones (laughs) they were just they were just blind yeah they were they were like oh no way i was like yeah i mean everyone has to kick so it was fun um it's not something i typically do you know we were talking pre-show you know i i tend to watch matches by myself because you know it's just something i do that way you know if i talk shit no one's there to refute what i'm saying you know but it was <laughs> a good never, time. you're never wrong when you're alone that's right you're never wrong when you're alone so but it was a good time talk do the game can you Clapping? say that again in english yeah talk us through the game oh yeah so the game itself was i thought uh from a neutral standpoint, it had to have been a very exciting game. Uh, for me, as the game went on, I got more and more stressed because Chelsea just pissed away three, four, five chances in front of goal. Um, Liverpool had a couple chances too. Mendy made a all-world double save uh, in the first half, I think. Yeah, so it was it was a good match. Uh, you know, I think we've played Liverpool three times this season. All three games have ended at full time in a draw. Obviously, they won the League Cup on penalties, but I thought it was a really, really good match. Um, you could tell by the end the team was, teams were spent, you know, not really trying to attack towards the 120th minute. But overall, I thought it was good. I did, too. And I was sitting there, you know, talking to Kyle, and I was asking about the defenders and Mendy and stuff and not knowing a, a whole too much about Chelsea. And I was just telling him, I remember a couple of years ago, not that I would say they were leaking goals, but they were at this good defensively. They, we couldn't get... Uh, you know, barely an inch on them in the, in the, in the final third. And the shot, few shots we did get on goal would go wide or wouldn't even go, you know, go over the net or whatever. And they didn't give us an inch really. And they've just improved so much defensively over the past couple of years from what I remember. And I retweeted something, I think after the final said playing against them for us, at least is playing like against 12 men. They just did such a good job for our versus our offensive pieces. And we couldn't really do anything. So. So it was the boring defensive game. I, I didn't watch it. I have no idea. No, so it, it 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 was it was actually a fairly open game, if I'm honest. There were both teams had plenty of chances to put the ball in that. I mean, Chelsea had a chance four minutes into the game that Pulisic just kicked it right at um, Kelleher. Um, but I mean, that started it, and then there were there were periods where the teams were kind of feeling each other out, just passing the ball around. But there, it was actually a pretty open game. It was pretty good. Yeah, as as nil nil draws go, it was more exciting than you'd expect based on the scoreline. 
I guess we'll take your word for that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I could be lying. You don't know. <laughs> let's, uh, in that same vein, let's skip ahead very briefly uh, and chat about a, I would say, slightly more interesting Chelsea match that happened this week. A little, uh, little FA Cup. Oh, yes. Yeah, so the match uh, against Luton Town. Against Luton Town? A little, little, little thing happened? Yeah. Well, I mean, we advanced through the FA Cup. We didn't make it easy. <laughs> um, because why would Chelsea want to make it easy? But um, yeah. So we played Luton Town yesterday. Was it yesterday? I'm so taste Thursday, right? Yeah. So we played Thursday. them yesterday. Um, gave up a goal two minutes in. You know, I hadn't even had a chance to put the game on, and I checked my phone and it said Luton Town scores. And I looked at the time. It said two minutes. I was like, okay, well, I don't need to put the game on. Um, I ended up putting it on. Uh, <sighs> Timo Werner and Lukaku scored goals. So that's how you know it's just a weird match because those two haven't been doing much scoring all, all season. Um, well, let's talk about the order of goals here. So Luton yeah. Town scores first. Yeah. And then, and then Chelsea equalizes. Yeah. Saul scores, which, right. which is, I almost that, fell that out of right my right there. That was, that's even weirder than, than I didn't know that was allowed. Werner or, and, or Lukaku scoring. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Saul had a very good game. I you know I am I have been an open and vocal critic of Saul since he started at Chelsea, but he had a very good game. Well, he um, should. It's Luton Town. Clearly, the clearly his level. He didn't let me finish. Clearly, the level <laughs> of his game is at Luton Town level. Um, but um, and yeah, then so Luton Town scores, and then Saul Luton Town goes ahead again. Yes, and on, a, on an absolutely the, brilliant over the top through ball. Now I will say that goal was predicated on Rudiger just getting the offsides trap absolutely wrong. I don't know what he was doing, but the ball was played and then he stepped up and then he was like, oh shit, he's on sides and tried to catch it and he just couldn't. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Luton Town striker had Keppa one-on-one, which is never where you want to find Keppa if you're a Chelsea fan. <laughs> um, so yeah, they went into the break up 2-1 and I was like, okay, here we go. We got 45 minutes to salvage this because you know, you shouldn't be losing to Luton Town. Now, all credit to them. They, their fans were fantastic. Um, I love their ground. I love the closeness of the ground. Um, I, it's, love, it's, oh. I love their chance. Yeah. Their chance is fantastic. See, I had the game on mute because I didn't want to hear it. Yeah. They, they, so. they were chanting throughout most of the first half. You, you're yeah. going to get sold in the morning. Yeah, I know. You're I know. Get sold I saw Twitter. <laughs> I saw Twitter, but, you know, I had it on mute partially because I was working and partially because I knew they were chanting that because I had seen Twitter before I turned the game on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, I mean, we, we pulled it out. We got Middlesbrough the next round. So, you know, <laughs> so you guys are exiting in the next round, huh? The way it's going, probably <laughs> real good, between, real good between the way we're playing and the way Middlesbrough's playing. Yeah, probably <clears throat> giant killers this year. That's, that's for sure. Uh, Eric, you guys faced off against uh, what a fourth division side. For the uh, for your FA Cup match, if that, I mean, but you can only play who you're scheduled to play. So uh, we if, went ahead and played. We went ahead and played them at Anfield with 10, uh, 10 changes from the last um, you know, uh, uh, League Cup uh, tie, and then the match before that. So we we're playing a lot with a lot of squad players, and it kind of looked like for most of the match, it looked like a squad player game. But we pulled it out. Minamino scored two goals, and believe it or not, he had, was kind of hard on him when he first came. He's got nine goals in all competitions. And for a squad player like him, he's kind of settling in, and that's what we need him for. And, you know, super sub time and that, you know, 80th minute or whatever, we get something cooking or 
like I said, the FA Cup or, or League Cup um, <clears throat> ties to uh, to kind of go us ahead and and you know do well when the starters aren't in. But uh, other than that, um, uh, Norwich got a late goal and challenged a little bit, but we put uh, Diaz in and got uh, got it under control after that. Kind of took back control of the game, didn't score another goal, but um, we yeah we ended up with a two 0 win and we're happy with that. And we faced either Huddlesfield Town or um, Nottingham Forest, and that's an away match. So we're gonna we're gonna wait to the draw on that one. So very good, very good. Uh, I this is the point where I normally would bring up uh, how United did in in either the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup, but uh, we no longer reside in either of those two competitions. So uh, on, on that, uh, we will move on to our next uh, next topic. And unfortunately for our listeners, we're going back to Chelsea uh, for this next one. The big news. Unfortunately for me, too. Yeah, I know. The big news of the week, Abramovich has openly stated he is uh, seeking bids to sell Chelsea. Give us, I'm going to turn to you, Kyle, and expect you to be a bit of an expert here. Uh, Give us the... The, the the who, the where, the what, the why, the when, all of it. Like, what, is, what are we looking at here with this sale in the middle of the season? Right. So I'm, I guess I'm going to have to turn into a little bit of a political slash war correspondent here. So obviously we all know what's going on. Do you want me to get between, your helmet? Um, no, I don't need a helmet. I'm good. I'm going to be a war correspondent from the comfort of my bedroom. Fantastic. But um, so we all know what's going on between Russia and the Ukraine. Um, and obviously Roman is a former Russian, now current Israeli citizen. Um, he came to power and his billions via um, his relationship with Vladimir Putin. Um, he bought Chelsea in 2003. Um, now, given the current world climate and with um, the rest of the NATO countries, Uh, banding together to um, implement economic sanctions against Russia and its uh, oligarchs. Uh, Basically, Roman's having, I don't want to call it a fire sale, but he's trying to get out of Dodge. Um, Not only is he trying to sell Chelsea, it's reported that he is trying to sell his um, nominal 152 million pound London estate um, that's apparently been put up for sale as well. Um, So, yeah, Roman is cutting loose, cutting his losses. He's um, selling Chelsea as, for me, I think it's a last-ditch attempt to avoid losing them via sanctions. Um, there are uh, at least at least two buyer groups, I think, that I know of so far or that have been rumored that are expected to place a bid or talk with Roman this weekend. Um, a lot of the football pundits in England expect the sale to happen relatively quickly as quickly as things such as this can go you know it's not like buying a washing machine or you know buying something off of craigslist but roman's trying to get this done as quick as possible for obvious reasons um, who are the uh, potential buyers do you know you um so the one that has the most smoke is a consortium of a swiss billionaire i'm not gonna attempt his name because i don't want to butcher it and he is also in league with an American billionaire. The, he is um, part owner of the LA Dodgers. So he already owns the sports team, which as we all know, Americans that own two sports teams always bodes well for the English Premier League side. 
um, see <laughs> the Cronkies and the Glazers. So, um, but the best news I saw today was that the Swiss billionaire had a hand in getting Trump the fuck out of office. So if nothing else, I'm happy about that. But um, they're the ones that are the kind of the leaders in the clubhouse. They're the ones that are most together. There's a couple other, uh, I want to say it's, they're called the Manser group. It's a father son duo. They're lifelong Chelsea fans. They, they're season ticket holders. They've expressed an interest. And then a dark horse is apparently Connor McGregor, which we all know is a right. PR, PR stunt, but you know, it's, I expect it to be done probably by the end of next week. I, you know, I got that. So I, I think I heard today that the, uh, the Newcastle owners were seeing if there was a, a 90 day return policy on Newcastle <laughs> so they could, uh, see if they could buy Chelsea. I wonder if they would have had to have kept the receipt. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. We'll see. Um, I can't say that I'm upset to see him go. Uh, change of ownership usually means a, a rough a rough patch for the club unless they get somebody in there who's got a lot of money who actually wants to spend it. Um, so if you get the American owners, it's going to be great. You're never going to spend again. I think, um, I think the key is going to be who they keep from the current front office of Chelsea. I think if they can maintain or hold on to Marina Gramsci, I think they'll be all right. I think Petr Cech's going to stay. Uh, I'm not so sure about Bruce Buck, <clears throat> who's currently on the Chelsea board, but if they can get some of the key pieces that are underneath Roman, then I think we'll be okay. So, But who knows? Is it really part of youth, youth development at Chelsea? I'm sorry? Isn't Buck part of the youth development at Chelsea? Uh, I think he's championed it, yeah, but Neil Bath is the the brainchild behind Cobham and mm-hmm. its success successes. So, and he's been there, I think North of 20 years. So I don't expect the Academy part to suffer much, but who knows? We, we don't know anything, you know, we don't know. What we don't know. So we'll see right. how it plays out. Ultimately um, it could come crashing down. You know, there would be so Chelsea for it to just come crashing down in a blaze of glory. So, yeah, well, let's hook up. <laughs> Those fingers crossed. All right, so uh, that's it for our big news for the week. Let's uh, let's move into our previews of the matches and pre- previews and pick them for these upcoming matches uh, this coming week. Uh, we finally return to a normal weekend of games, which is uh, kind of odd to say. I don't think we have any any midweek games coming up other than I know we have Champions League soon, but I don't think that's until the, the following week. Um, but yeah, so we it, a regular slate of games kicking off. We actually have some really, really good ones this, this weekend. Kicking off uh, with Leicester at Leeds. Or sorry, Leeds at Leicester this weekend. Christian, what are, we, what are you thinking? So Leeds have uh, got rid of their, their savior. Bielsa's out. Right, and they brought in a new savior. From? But, uh, I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> Honestly, I, I I don't care. From the also. United States, they brought in uh, an American manager. <laughs> there you go, Ted Lasso. Exactly. They brought no, mm-hmm. but uh, they brought in Jesse Marsh, who has been coaching in Germany uh, for for quite a few years. Um, was and... he at Leipzig? Yes, Salzburg. Was it Leipzig? <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
He was so he was at RB Salzburg, and then you know how uh, Red Bull works. It's kind of like right. They you know, just it's a promotion. Across. So right. he they moved him to Leipzig, but they also uh, fired his ass. So yeah, they didn't have such a hot start to the Bundesliga, and they let him go, which is why he was available at Leeds. But his yeah. last stop prior to Leeds was uh, Leipzig. Was Leipzig right? So the problem that Bielsa had was the, the players are just trash, right? Trash players, mm-hmm. trash club. So, uh, and Vardy's back for Leicester now, and you know he's firing again. Hey, Jen. Hey. <laughs> Welcome, Jen. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> so, so I'd expected a Leicester, a Leicester win, easy. Well, Leicester win actually. All right. Uh, Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think Christian nailed it. I think um, I don't know if. Less or leads are going to benefit from the quote unquote new manager bump. Um, I'll be interested to see how they play under a manager that's not Bielsa because we all know Bielsa had one style of play. Um, I think Leicester will win this weekend. My biggest question is does Bielsa get to keep that bucket that they bought him? <laughs> they bought him a big fancy <laughs> bucket because he likes to sit on yes. the bucket. So, yes, does he I'm have to keep it yes. or is that club property? But I think Leicester wins. Yeah, so the, the new manager bump is kind of an interesting thing because, you know, some say that there is there's a time period that the new manager has to have to be able to have an effect to make or to create that new manager bump. And uh, I think Marsh was appointed on Tuesday, I want to say. And I mean, game's first thing, you know, on Saturday morning, uh, first thing for us Saturday morning, it's, I guess it's mid-afternoon for them. But that's not much time. Yeah. So... Who knows if we're gonna if we're gonna actually see much of a much of a boost? Uh, but what, Eric, what do you think? I think they're so dreadful. They even if they got a new manager bounce. I don't think it'd do much good. And I don't think Leicester's what great shakes either. But I don't see them losing the lead. So I'm gonna go like Leicester something like two one. Jen, thoughts? Um, I'm actually going to. Uh... Um, just to, uh, you know, I don't know, be weird. Um, uh, so I, I think one of the things that can, um, you know, affect the players is just knowing how hard they've worked and how exhausted they are and kind of getting that. And make something happen. Um, so anyway, we'll see what happens. You did cut out a little bit there. Uh, so, did I sound uh, like a trans, like a transformer again? Big time transformer. Uh, did you say you're okay. picking leads? No, I said a draw. A draw. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we missed the entire pick part of it. So yeah. sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna side with the the majority of the group on this one. I think Lester is uh, Lester's in the stronger form right now. They're they're at home. Uh, this is definitely one of those easy, winnable games. If there's going to be a new manager bump, I would I'd foresee it with Leeds next week. So, all right, moving on to the next one. We have the the team fighting to try and work their way closer to first place. Uh, Liverpool hosting a honestly, West Ham have taken a bit of a nosedive lately. They, I mean, they were really, really promising to stay top four for the majority of the season. And now um, I'd, I'd be shocked if they made it above six. 
uh, to be honest. So, uh, but Liverpool hosting West Ham, what are, what are we thinking? Let's start with the Liverpool contingent, Eric. Well, they haven't beaten us at uh, Anfield since Rodgers was the manager. I do know yesterday they got knocked out of the FA Cup. Boys was fuming at the performance, blaming the goal scorers. I heard, I did not watch the match, but I heard Suchek might be out with an injury. He's, I think he's a great player. Um, I, our starters will probably come back. I, I'm going to say 2-1 Liverpool win. All right, Jen? Um, I think uh, because we're playing them at home, um, I see us winning, but, um, for some reason, uh, and I know you guys have said this about like man United, it seems like everybody has like the game of their life against you. And you're like, really, what in the world's going on? Um, so I, like I, that feeling is, you know, a feeling that I have, um, often. So, but I think, I think right now we're just, we're flying high, so we'll be okay. So, um, yeah, so I, I'm going to go a little bit. I'll, I'll go 3-1 to pick a score, even though I normally don't. All right. Christian, thoughts? I think this is a weekend where the, the league title swings towards uh, Anfield rather than the Etihad. Although I don't think it's because Liverpool beat West Ham. I think it's because United beat City. I am so here for that. A hundred percent. But uh, but I can see this being more of a draw. I think Moyes uh, typically does pretty well against Liverpool. He's probably lost like nine out of ten, but his teams usually play pretty well against Liverpool, right? Yeah. So I think after their defeat during the week uh, in the FA Cup, I think uh, he'll have his team fired up. But if Salah and Mane and those guys, you know, bring it, then Liverpool will win convincingly. But West Ham will give it a good game. So I'm going for a draw. All right. Kyle? Yeah, I think um, I think Christian nailed it. Um, Moyes you, typically sets up pretty well against Liverpool. And he, they're a tough out. You know, whatever West Ham struggles are this season, they're still a pretty solid side. Um, but I think, I think Liverpool win this weekend. Um, I don't know if it'll be convincingly, but I think they'll get a win. And for the record... Kyle has now said that I've nailed it twice. You have. I mean, when you're right, you're right. Who? Uh, well, I, except for the very first part of what Christian said, I, uh, I actually agree with his analysis on the game. Uh, I'm expecting Moyes to have his team ready. This is definitely one of those situations where a bounce back game is, is evident for them. Um, but at the same time, I think West Ham are still West Ham. And that's why I also will choose a draw for this match. Cause I think they're just going to frustrate Liverpool and it'll probably be a one, one situation. So that makes I, sense. I'm, well, sorry, okay. I'm sorry to, well, to you guys. Cause no, no, I know, no, no, no. I know fine. it's an opportunity it's to really, you know, kind of take, right. gain some ground, but, but if, that's, if you guys win right. and we draw, then we're still, Getting, getting closer. closer. Yeah. Not as close as I'd like, but okay. All right. No, but that's um, a sound prediction. I mean, if West Ham is a solid team, it's not like you were trolling and said it against, you know, uh, Norwich or whatever, you know? That's a good it's prediction. not like they haven't beat us. <laughs> right. They beat us earlier this season, so. Yeah. It's true. It's true. All right. Next up, we have Burnley, who, who have been much stronger than their league table position uh, has shown lately. Um Hosting mm. Chelsea, who uh, struggled midweek and have come off of uh, a, a you know 
a relatively successful run of games, but probably not exactly where they want to be. Kyle, you want to start this one or you want to go last? No, I'll go first. Um, sure. I, I think Chelsea win. Um, Reese James is coming back. He's playing. He's he's playing more and more minutes. Um, he kind of got forced into more minutes than Tuchel intended on Sunday. He came out and said he was only planning to play him about 20 minutes, but the injury to Espelicueta forced him to play 70. But he looked great. He looked healthy. You know, he didn't look like he was coming off of a injury that kept him out for two and a half months. Um, so with him coming back, I'm feeling more and more confident. Um, so I think uh, Chelsea will go to Turf Moor and uh, come away with a victory. It won't be easy. Burnley play really well at home. Burnley typically has Chelsea's number, at least in terms of frustrating them the past couple of years. But um, I think Chelsea pull it out. All right. Jen. So you have to go back to August of 2017, I think, since the last time Burnley beat Chelsea. And it was a, even that was a 3 2, you know, game. So a fair. Um, the best Burnley has been able to do is draw a couple of times since then. But overall, Chelsea has is, is really kind of dominated this fixture. Um, so we all know that Burnley is not my favorite um so in that vein i chelsea is chelsea's gonna i hopefully just clean the floor with them so all right christian so i think similarly to the liverpool west ham game if chelsea turn up then they should win comfortably right but uh but it's been a tiring week for chelsea you know they've done a lot of traveling they have played in a huge cup final, uh, which they lost. Uh, they played in a Luden's Cup final, where I used to live in Luden, by the way. And, uh, oh, cool. And, and they, you know, they scraped through that. And I think Burnley have had a good time to rest. I don't think Dice is a very good manager, but I think he can get his players up for playing against the big boys. Uh, so I'm going to go for another draw here. All right. Eric. I agree with a lot of Christian, what a lot of Christians said. They would be tired from the match and they're, you know, disappointing result earlier in the week having to come back with Luton Town but I just don't see Burnley having enough firepower to keep up with uh, Chelsea so I'm gonna go Chelsea like something like 2-1 okay very good um I'm gonna go I don't know if this is gonna piss Kyle off or he's gonna make him happy but I'm gonna go the kind of the opposite way I mean and I, I I believe kind of the beginning of what Christian said I think Chelsea will turn up uh the midweek game had some of their normal starting players, but you know, it was, it wasn't their starting 11. Um, I expect to see Chelsea come out full force uh, and, and dominate Burton Burnley from the get-go. I'm, I'm thinking probably three nil, four nil will be the final in this one. Burnley, Burnley will have no chance. So Veghorst, right. Is this is how, like how many games in now that he, right. Four, so Burnley finding. Yeah, it no, be he, an but Burnley wrinkle. Burnley played in the Burnley played in the midweek in the FA Cup as well, if I remember correctly. Okay, um, like it'll just be it. He's he's had some time to kind of feel out the speed and and that kind of stuff of the of the Premier League. It would he's going to be an interesting one to watch, and it may be worth you know one of those um, if you're looking for somebody to put 
on your, you know, fantasy team that has the potential to, you know, kind of be a sleeper as far as scoring some stuff. Um, he's dangerous and he's big and he plays very physical. And um, so he's going to be one to kind of pay attention to. I, I can see him being um, a challenge because he was a challenge for us. That's for dang sure. I apologize. I misspoke. The Burnley played a, a Premier League game in the middle of the week. They did not play a, an FA Cup match. They lost so to one Leicester. of their makeups. Yeah. yeah, one of them a lot of makeups. They lost to Leicester 2-0. So their last their their run of form lately, they lost to Leicester, drew with Palace, beat Spurs. Doesn't say much. Um, and they beat Brighton. Again, doesn't say much. So it's and not, we only not, beat them one nothing. I mean, like it was it was tight. Yeah. So they I mean they were yeah. strong. They, they played, you guys beat them one nothing. They drew with us. They drew with Watford, um, but then, you know, draw at Palace and then lose to Leicester. It sounds, looks like maybe they're trending down in the long run. But on to uh, probably the, the highlight of the weekend, the, the biggest matchup there is, uh, the Manchester Derby is uh, Sunday. And, uh, yeah, Christian, let you start. So for me, this is a family occasion. Uh, where the family divides for, for real. Um, as I said, with with uh, Liverpool, West Ham, Chelsea, Burnley, if City show up, then they could beat United by any score they want to. But uh, but hopefully, you know, Ralph has got the team drilled at least. I mean, we're creating enough chances in each game to win each game comfortably. We're just also missing all those chances. And... Uh, <clears throat> We, we can't afford to do that against City, right? If we miss one or two, even three chances, that's probably the game lost. So uh, we seem to have tightened it up at the back, uh, apart from everybody called Harry or Luke. And uh, hopefully we will be okay. I'm expecting a City win, but I'm going to be hopeful and say that United will win and uh, opens the door even more for Liverpool. Normally I'd wait till the end, but for this one, because it's United, I'm going to go ahead and go second. Um, Christian was absolutely right. Um, in, in the month of February, <clears throat> only one team created more chances than, than Manchester United, and that was Liverpool. Uh, Man United created 19 big chances. Uh, however, they only scored five of them. Uh, to contrast, Liverpool created 29 big chances, and they scored 17 of them. Uh, so that's that's really where United struggles have lied uh, since Renick has taken over. Um, it, it's it's a matter of actually putting the ball in the back of the net, and and Ronaldo is not firing, and Rashford is not firing, and Cavani's firing when he's playing, but he's seems to get an injury every other week uh, or a vacation or something. I don't know. Um, so we're we're really struggling for uh, for getting goals, and that's where the where the real problem lies. City are very very good right now. They're, they have a lot of really good players and they're playing very well. Um, their Champions League matches don't look like Champions League matches. They look like scrimmages for them, which is a scary thought. Um, so this game is going to be very tight. It's uh, There's only been a few times over the past decade or decade and a half where this game has been a runaway. Um, I don't expect it to be a runaway tomorrow or so, sorry, on Sunday. Uh, what I expect is that United are actually going to play them quite tight. Um, I, I, I worry that Harry Maguire is going to trip over his own feet and 
give up a goal. But if, if I walk into the game expecting that, I won't be so upset when it does happen. Uh, but yeah, I, as with Christian, I, I have a feeling City will win. Um, but I, at the same time, um, I, it's well within this United squad to walk out there and, uh, and snatch a victory. Uh, so optimism is the name of the game. 2-1 United. Kyle. Right. So the reverse fixture of this one was the game where we talked with the Liverpool contingent about, you know, stepping on the necks of teams. You know, you, you want to put teams away when you can. And I think it'll be interesting to see just how far this team has come under Ragnick against City because the Manchester Derby is always one where it's, you know, like you said, it's there very rarely is it a runaway match where it's three, four nil. I think um, you guys will come out, you'll play it, you'll play them tough. Um, I'm going to go with the draw only because these big derby matches usually, you know, they hype them up and then they're kind of a letdown. Um, but, you know, you never know. It could be like, like you both said, it could be a draw or it could be one team coming out and just putting their foot on the neck of the other. But I'm going to go with the draw and hope that I'm wrong because I do want an entertaining game. But I think, I think, uh, and even with, even United fans would probably agree with me. Like they, it, we want to see some liveliness out of our attack. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it, it would be much better to to see, you know see us actually finally creating these chances and putting these chances away against a really good team like City than for this to, to end in a 0-0 draw. A 0-0 draw doesn't really help us at all. Right. Um so right. I think the United fans would rather Rangnick just push, just push, go after him, go after him, go after them, push them um to their breaking point as much as possible. Um and let's see if we can get out of this slump that we're having. Right. right. I mean at right. this point of the season for the league you guys are playing for position in uh, the Champions League itself. So, right. I mean, it's not the time to sit back and be conservative, you know, because you're defending a lead or trying to just get points where you can. You know, you you want to see some fight in a derby match like this. You don't want to see them turtle. So, and I think playing at the Etihad is actually uh, is okay for United right now. So, Trafford over the last few games has been very tense. Right, and it's a lot easier for the away fans to go there and, and sing. And out of our local rivals, you know, the Etihad is the 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 nicest place to go. I mean, city fans are not like we're gonna kill you even if we win five nil after the game, like at Ellen <laughs> Road or Randfield, right? So uh, it's not intimidating for the players or for the away fans. So uh, I would expect the United end to be very loud and vocal and getting behind the lads. Cool. All right. Eric. All good points made. Uh, City's form recently hasn't been as good. It's not been terrible, of course, but it hasn't been as good. Um, United's kind of had this form where it's, you know, good game, you know, bad game, bad game, good game. You never know what to expect from them. Um, I think they will put the ball in the back of the net versus uh, City. Give me a 2-2 draw versus City. I can see a draw in this one. Given. <laughs> Sold. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I think um, – I don't know how many of you guys watched the Everton-Man City game um, on – what was it, Saturday? Um, but 
city was lucky to get the result that they got um, based on some nefarious uh, refereeing. You know, they got hooked up with a call. Um, I think the fact that you guys are both from Manchester, like, I think, you know what I mean? And like, you'd nullify, you know what I mean? Any benefit they get, you know, like you, you guys will, will nullify that, um, which is really, really cool that you kind of have like, you know what I mean? Like equal standing kind of as far as that's concerned. Um, like, I don't think that they're going to get a hookup that you guys you know what I mean? On, on you guys, like where they would on like Everton. Kind you're of thing. saying that you're saying there's not much home field advantage. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like, I mean, you know, like you said, nobody's in, you know, like you guys aren't intimidated to go, you know, play there. You're like, yeah, okay. Bring it. You want a piece? You know, all right, we'll step up. We'll do it. Um, I, I think you guys, if you guys have been underperforming, then at some point it's got to return to the meet and you've got to make some of those chances actually go in the net, um, which would be awesome to see. Then it would be, I know for some of you, a little bittersweet if your win helped us out. Um, that's okay. It happens. Um, but I can say after surviving Sunday's game, um, you can have a nil-nil draw and it can still be a really exciting game. Like that was proven to me painfully on Sunday. So um, I hope that's not what we have. Um, but um, I'm going to go with a draw. Like, I, yeah, I, like, you know, they'll do something, you know, to get a goal. And I feel confident that you guys can score yourselves. So I think the other interesting part about this is that Pep can actually do a little bit of, he can, he can game a little bit because Liverpool plays before Liverpool plays on Saturday and, and we don't play that game until yeah. Sunday. So, um, you know, if, if Liverpool That's draw true. or lose to West Ham, then Pep can be like, he, he can, he, he doesn't have to push for the, the three points. I know he always wants to, to beat Man United, but right. here, it's interesting because I, Having watched him in Manchester Derby's, he's never seemed like that's the team he always wants to be, which yeah, kind of baffles the fans uh, a little bit. But it's never, it's never been the he's never it's made not- the rivalry out of it that everybody else does. Hmm. At least is what it seemed like on my end. Okay, all right, moving on to the uh, the the teams that. Well, Eric, would... you're going to say don't matter. You were literally going to say don't matter. When she... What's up? Did Eric do his prediction? Yeah. He I said two, two, two draw. Man, I just zoned out straight through that. Sorry, Eric. Okay. It's been a long uh, week. It has been a long I'm week. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> um, on to the teams that we would all, all say are, are definitely not in the position where they, where they should be. Uh, Spurs hosting Everton. Uh, honestly, this is this is one of the better weekends, I would say, like slate of games wise. This is going to be, yeah. If you got nothing else to do this weekend, you could you could binge watch uh, some football and have a really really good weekend. So, um, but this is actually this game is on Monday, uh, which spreads it out even more, which is awesome. Um, Spurs host Everton. Let's start with you, Eric. Christian, listen up. Uh, Spurs also kind of follow that pattern recently of good game, bad game, good game. I think they rebound for a good game. I think uh, Son and Kane are too much for Everton. So I'm going to go 3-1 Spurs. 
All right, Kyle. Yeah, uh, as much as it pains me, I think I'm going to go Spurs too. I think they have the better group of players, um, but uh, I'm not overly confident about it, and I don't like it. <laughs> so no, I don't, okay. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. <laughs> Jen. So when did when did the coaching change happen at Tottenham? Was it before or after Christmas? It so, was like it was like a month into the season. Was it that yeah. early? I don't think it was that Are you early. Sure. Yeah. No. It was, yeah. It was. I think it was sometime between September and October. It it, it happened relatively quickly. I think nine games in. I think it was yeah. nine games in. Nine was it? In. Yeah, it happened okay. relatively quickly. Okay. November, so November second. Okay. <laughs> November second. November second. Told you it was November. Okay, so it was literally five <laughs> days before. Okay. So the so the the basically the first game probably that you know under new management was a draw zero zero to Everton. So and now Everton has you know what I mean a new coach and their you know their betting in period is well underway. Um, I don't know. Like Everton lost a heartbreaker to Man City. As much of that can be a heartbreaker. Um, I agree with Eric Tottenham runs hot and cold recently. Um, so they are on. So, because if you look at their table, they alternate green and orange or green and red. So they lost. So they are due for a win, I guess is how that looks. Um, yeah. So we'll go Tottenham. Okay. All right. Christian. So Spurs fans much like their manager are the most bipolar set of fans in the world from not even from game to game, but from half to half, right? They're either all about Conte or they all hate him. Can't wait him for him to leave, right? Same with Kane, same with most of their players. Uh, Everton, on the other hand, uh, really behind Frank. They had an unfortunate result against City, although he was offside, so I'm not sure what the kerfuffle is still. Uh, so I see an Everton win here. All right. Um, game is at Spurs. Uh, as everyone's been alluding to about Spurs being hot and cold, um, what I find, I, I just find this so funny. Um, their most recent results, their last five results. Uh, they started off, they lost to Wolves 2-0. Then they beat City 3-2. Then turn around and lost to Burnley 1-0. Then immediately turn around and beat Leeds 4-0. And then midweek, they lose to Middlesbrough 1-0. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Conte. Yeah, I, I I don't know why I can ex I can, I I one hundred percent understand why Conte is having the press conferences that he is. Um, there he he recognizes that there are real serious issues uh, within the current squad uh, as it is, um, and he's basically said, you know, I I I you know he's like I think one of his my favorite quotes is like maybe I'm not any good, maybe I'm not a very good manager because this is this is dreadful what we're what we're seeing. Um, but he's so he's he's very honest about it, which I which I actually appreciate. So, um, 
based on the the hot and cold run of form, Spurs should win this game handily. Uh, but the, it's also Spurs, and um, Frank Lampard has Everton playing quite well for where they were pr- prior to his appointment. So um, uh, I'm reluctant to jump on board entirely, so I'm going to take the draw side on this one. I think this one ends probably 2-2. Is my guess. So, all right. Uh, I'm going to kick it over now to Eric, uh, who has a what I found to be a, a really it was a very sad in the moment, um, but also very shocking statistic from uh, the She Believes Cup uh, that, that recently finished up. So, Eric, take it away. Yeah, actually, I got to give credit to my my guy Kyle. He found this one for me. But uh, so, Kyle, well done. But uh, I did not watch it, but one thing we all support here is women's football on five at the back. And on Sunday, we had the final of the Sheep Leaves Cup between the U.S. women's national team and New Zealand. And there's a uh, lady named Michaela Moore who plays for New Zealand. The poor defender had three own goals, a hat trick of own goals in the first 35 minutes. So the bad thing is she, poor girl got uh, subbed off after that. So three own goals, 35 minutes. Um, one was with her left foot, her right foot in her head with a cross, I guess, United States girl, and she headed it the wrong way and into the net. Mm-hmm. Like she had a perfect hat trick? Let's go. Per- a perfect yeah. hat trick, yeah. And it was really, like yeah, it was really unfortunate. Like, I, I watched it, and I, I saw it, and I felt so bad for her. Um, because, yeah, I mean, anytime that you, you score an own goal, like, sometimes it's because you you genuinely make an error. Sometimes it's to to really no fault of your own, and the second own goal was literally nothing she could do. Uh, yeah. She was she was a foot and a half from the other uh, from the American striker and the American striker headed the ball into her head, which deflected into the goal. There was literally nothing she could do yeah. at that point. So, yeah, um, it, I felt I felt very bad for her. But, man, what a statistic. Uh, what a, what a, a thing to have in the record. Books. Horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and she gets to you know show off these skills well, week in and week out with her professional team, which is who? I don't know. And that's it for five of the back. We'll see you next week. Oh, we know she plays for the Lady Reds, Eric. We, we know she, know she, she plays plies for her the trade Liverpool. in Liverpool. She does. The Liverpool ladies. She does. <laughs> We're playing quite well. They're going to get back in the first division. So. Yeah. No, it's a, I, I, I really I feel for her. She's She showed a lot of spirit to get up from – I mean, after two of them, that, that'll tear you down psychologically. And then she still – honestly, I don't think she wanted to be subbed out. I think the coach pulled her out just – out of kind of like a, a, a mercy situation mm-hmm. um <laughs> it's just but, like let's not add yeah because kind of just... I mean, the the tournament itself is all friendly it's like there is there is no seating there's yeah. no you know you're not getting anything out of it other than just playing and enjoying yourself kind of thing um i mean the u.s's team was like 75 percent under 23 and under 21 players so yeah um yeah but i was so it was it was it was interesting but also kind of like a wow moment for sure for sure so all right i want to thank everybody for tuning in this week uh, a lot of fun stuff has gone on we're going to see where this chelsea uh chelsea sale goes uh, possibly in the next week possibly by the end of march we'll see how that rolls out um but i'm i i along with my my pod mates we're, we're really excited for this week's slate of games it's going to be a fun one uh and uh we will see you all next week